0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Nickelicious. We are on episode 8, I believe, of season 2. And, you know, I know that the, the posting just hasn't been there. And, again, I'm sorry. I'm trying, you know, to not be fake about it. I don't want this to be something that I'm forcing myself to do. I want to enjoy doing it. I want to you know, enjoy talking about certain things. I don't want to just say things and make episodes just because I want them to actually mean something. I want them to have value. And lately I haven't really had, you know, any inspirations in terms of, you know, topics. Um, I think just because I'm still getting back into like a real routine now that, you know, my gym's back open and I'm back to work. Just trying to figure out like, what life looks like now and um how to live it um but luckily uh i do have people that do reach out um about nicolicious and i am forever grateful um i'm forever grateful that people are even listening and paying attention um even though i've been like super flaky and not you know the best podcast host recently but nevertheless i am here it is friday night and Honestly, this is something that I've been getting asked a lot about, um, and it's unfortunate because it happens to, I think, most people in their lifetime, and there's the odd few that this doesn't happen to, but today we're going to talk about relationships, but more specifically, you know, what makes a relationship healthy and what makes it toxic, and what's the difference between the two? Um, You know, I've had experience with thinking that a relationship was healthy and only afterwards realizing that it wasn't. And so, you know, I'm able to actually speak on that now, whereas for a long time, I was like, no, like I've only, I was only ever really in a healthy relationship. I I considered it healthy because to me, toxic is such a poisonous word. It's such a, I don't know, heavy, it has so much heavy um, value to it. And I just never wanted to think that that was something that I had experienced, but it is something I've experienced both in relationships and in even guys just trying to be in a relationship with me, just certain, um, you know, ways that men have talked to me that just scream toxic energy. So, um, I definitely wanted to talk about that and answer a few of the questions that I have been asked about it. And, um, hopefully that makes for I guess an interesting and fun and exciting and new episode for you guys. And you know, if you relate in any way or you have any other questions or ideas for other episodes, reach out to me. Uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram. It's Nikki DeLacy. Um you can reach out to me on Facebook. It's also Nikki DeLacy. Um if you have if you know me personally and you have my number, send me a text about something you want me to talk about or if you're interested in being on my podcast, send me a message about that too. And I'm still trying to figure out how to actually do that. I think somebody told me that I could do it over Zoom. I would just have to screen record and then I could post it that way. But either way, that will come when it comes right now. I'm just gonna focus on this episode and just see what comes from it. So first, I actually went on Google and I looked up the true definition of what toxic is because I think based on society, standards and society norms we've kind of made our own definition and i just want to kind of i want to kind of geez i wanted to start the episode off with just an overall definition from google so that we can all be on the same knowledge base throughout this episode and so google actually defined it as poisonous um, toxic, poisonous is another word for toxic, um, but also a harmful or unpleasant um, action in a pervasive or insidious way. So, you know, if somebody's being harmful to you, and that doesn't even have to be just physically, it can be mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, or just making you feel uncomfortable, unpleasant, you know, un- unlike yourself, they're, they're making you feel like you're the problem or all these random insecurities pop up in you that you've never had before that's borderline toxicity and that's you know headed in the wrong direction and so some of the signs that actually were listed um under toxic relationships were lack of support um which is i think like largely not looked at enough um when you're in a relationship with someone they should be supporting your decisions of course they're going to give you their opinion and they may not agree with them but they should support you and they should support your choices and support your dreams and if they're not doing that then you really have to reevaluate you know if they're worth giving up those passions um And honestly, I'm going to say right now, in my opinion, nobody's worth giving up your dreams um, for. Nobody's worth giving up your passions. You should follow those through. You know, you deserve to follow those through and and you owe it to yourself to, to try because before them, that was your focus, right? That was your goal. That was your dream. That was your passion. So what about them made you change that? There should be nothing about another person that wants makes you want to change what you want to do for the rest of your life or for the next five minutes. You know, that's a huge thing. Um, Bad communication, I think that's an obvious one. I think if you can't communicate with your person, um, there's a lot of issues that are gonna come from that. And that's definitely something that I've experienced in the past with um, relationships that I've had with people. Um, Jealousy, unfortunately jealousy is a awful emotion that comes up with a lot of people and even if people say like oh I'm I'm not the jealous type it's in there Uh, but there's a certain line that shouldn't be crossed in terms of jealousy Um, but also from the other side they shouldn't be giving you a reason to be jealous about anything however that also goes to say that if you were hurt in a past relationship and you go into a new one with this holding on to that jealousy, holding on to that hurt and and distrust in, in men or in women or in whoever you want to be as your partner, it's not fair to them and you have to let that go. Um, And it's the same thing for, you know, if you're with your partner and one of you um, is unfaithful, one of you cheats on the other, and you decide to give them a second chance, you need to understand that in giving them that second chance, you're saying that you are forgiving them, you're saying that you're moving past it, and you cannot bring it up again. If you bring it up again, then what was the point of moving forward? You know, what was the point of trying to build that trust up if you really don't trust them? So you really have to ask yourself about that before you make those decisions. But that can be a whole different uh, episode um, about cheating. Um, There's other uh, signs here. Controlling behaviors, resentment, uh, dishonesty kind of goes hand in hand with the whole cheating and jealousy thing. Um, Negative financial behaviors. I found this very interesting um, only because I find that It's not often that you get into a relationship with someone and financially you guys kind of split um, what you pay for. Uh, Most of the time, in my opinion and in my experience, one person ends up paying for more. And, you know, this dates back to when men felt like they needed to pay for, you know, everything. And there's still some women who expect like you know a man should pay for me on the first date a man should pay for dinner always a man should do this and and you know what if if that's your belief and if that's what you want and that's your standard there are men out there that do want that there's men out there that you know refuse to let their women pay for anything and you know if that's what you want go for it but i think we're in 2021 and i think that you know people have come a long way where in my opinion, it should be 50-50, you know? Everyone is capable of being financially independent and everyone is capable of, um, you know, putting forward that that effort into a relationship. And in no way am I saying that, you know, a relationship should be materialistic. Um, I'm the farthest from. I am very much like, let's get Toony Tuesdays from KFC and watch Netflix. Like, I'm very cheap. I'm very, like... Let's just stay in, like, I'm not saying that, you know, you need to have money in a relationship in order to thrive or to last. Um, I just think that, you know, if, if somebody is taking advantage of the fact that you have money or somebody is... I don't know, being like a gold digger a little bit, um, being with you only because you have money, um, or even if someone has money, but is solely relying on you just because that they're comfortable with it and you've gotten used to it and they just always pay for it. That's when it kind of, you need to start asking yourself like, okay, well, why am I paying for everything when you're financially capable of doing it also yourself? Um, And that's a whole other conversation about, you know, when you, and I had this conversation actually with a friend of mine from work. She was uh, talking about um, when you get married, she was asking me if I ever get married, um, will I have a shared bank account or will I be financially independent as will he? And, um, you know, what do I, what do I think about that? What do I feel about that? And I, I honestly, I see both sides. I see you know, saying like, well, no, I'm, you know, good at work. I'm, I'm an independent woman. I don't need a man to financially support me. Um, But, you know, if he needs some money, I'll give it to him as will I'll expect that if, if I needed help, he would help me out too. Um, But like, I also, if, if I get married and if I follow that route of, you know, having kids, which I still haven't fully decided if that's something that I'm, I want um, I would, I wouldn't mind having a shared account. It's, it's about, you know, you and your partner and, and that level of trust. And I think that if you can't trust to have a shared account, um, you're kind of setting yourself up for, for failure a little bit, uh, only because I feel like you're setting up this idea that you shouldn't get it into a shared account. Like, just in case it doesn't work out, like in my opinion, if I was going to be married to someone, like I'm married to you forever, and you know, I, I want to be that sure, um, in a relationship. And I know, I know people that are married and have separate bank accounts and, and they're happy and they're you know, they've been together forever, and, and that's cool too, but for me personally. I want to be so sure of my person, I wanna be so sure that I'm going to be with them for the rest of my life. And then I would do a shared bank account. I don't know, it's it's a touchy subject and I know a lot of people think differently about it and um, everyone's gonna have a different opinion, but I thought that was just something interesting to see on that list of negative financial behaviors just because you don't think, you don't even think that route um, when you're thinking about toxic relationships, so. I just thought that was interesting to share, um, but also this whole idea of like, what's the difference between, you know, a top like and a relationship ending because it's toxic, or a relationship ending because they're just like not the one. Um, I think when someone's not the one, it's mostly because you have different beliefs and opinions, like beyond what would be considered you know, tolerable. I think, you know, everyone's going to have different beliefs and opinions, but if, if you can't hear each other out, uh, support each other's beliefs and opinions, then it's kind of saying that, you know, there's going to be a time down the line where you may have to make a big decision based on your beliefs and opinions. And if your partner can't back you up on that, do you really want to be standing next to them and have them embarrass you like that? i I don't, um, so that would, you know, for me, that wouldn't be under toxic, that would be more of, you know, you're just not the one for me, because you just don't, we're just too far off from each other, you know, um, sometimes it's just not the right time, I've been there, uh-huh. right person, wrong time, um, it sucks, especially when you really start to just like connect with a person, um, you know, I, I after my breakup, I went on, a few dates and there was this one guy who I really he was like, you know what, potentially like he could, I could see it, you know, I could see it, our, our lives lined up, what we wanted, um, what we wanted for our future, we just agreed on a lot of things and, but it just wasn't the right time, I was, you know, not in a good place emotionally, he was not in the place um, for his job that he wanted to be, so he wanted to focus on that. There's so many other reasons, but I think not the right time is something that people, I think, not argue over, but they share different opinions on. Because I know a few people who just don't believe in that. Like, if it's the right person, it's always the right time. Um, Which is, you know, everyone can think differently on that but for me it's just I totally believe in that you know it's the wrong time and and maybe that person will come back into my life later but you know if they don't then they weren't the one right um there's moments where you're better as friends sometimes you're just too alike sometimes you're just your friendship is just so strong that you can't get to that place emotionally with that person also been there um where you just you see it for like a split second and i think that's where you know the difference between like lust and love like you're so in lust with your friendship you know you you you're so passionate about each other because as friends you would really just like do anything for each other and you you have that love there for them um but it's not it's not the kind of love that needs that you need to have a relationship thrive and and grow. And I think sometimes it's hard to go into a relationship from friendship because you are already emotionally attached, but in a different way. And so to make that transition is very difficult. And honestly, I like praise whoever can do that. for me, it's something that I was always like, oh, that'd be cute. But like, I, I don't think I could. Um, I think once I connect with you on a friendship level, like a close friendship, obviously like I'm going to be friends with my my person. We're obviously in love with each other. We're going to be with each other all the time. But I think going from a strong friendship into a relationship is a very difficult transition to make. And it it, it sometimes makes you realize that that person's not the one um i think that people come into your life for specific reasons um or specific lessons um you know people say all the time you know people are there as lessons in your life always um whether they're a good lesson a bad lesson a lesson that you thought would never be taught to you um Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens to teach you something. Uh, That's what life is. You go through life and you learn shit and you sometimes hate it. Um, And later in life, sometimes you're like, oh, I'm so thankful for that. And honestly, like, I have done that several times where, you know, years ago when shit hit the fan, I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, why? Why is this happening to me? Like no lesson can come from this. I'm just heartbroken. That's, that's it. Like, I'm just, I'm just broken. I'm broken. There's nothing good that can come from this. There's no lesson that I'm going to gain from this. Let alone like two, three years later, I'm like, oh shit. That taught me some serious stuff. And it also allows me to be able to talk like this with you guys about things that I've learned and experiences that I had to experience in order to be who I am right now and to be Um. As you guys know, if you've listened to the past couple episodes, I'm I'm struggling um, finding Nicolicious at the moment. Um, she's in there. I know she is because she was there before. But, uh, you know, she'll come back, hopefully. <laughs> she's just not here right now, but she'll come back. Um, but anyway, back to what I was talking about because, my lord, I get off track. Um, I wrote here, are they your person if the timing doesn't work? And if they were your person, the time wouldn't matter. And I, I mentioned that before. That's something that somebody asked me um, was, you know, are they your person if if the timing doesn't work? Because if the timing did work, then it didn't work out. And it didn't work out, then they're not your person anyway. So what's the difference? Um, and that's, again, when I had to really think about that and I I just thought, you know, at the end of the day, if you can walk away from someone, right? If you can make the choice to move on, make the choice to involve yourself in other relationships, make the choice to let go, they aren't yours. And I think, you know, people struggle with the whole, oh, like, if they lo- like if they love you, they'll set you free. And if they love you, you know, if they really love you, if they're the one, then they'll come back. Like, if they're the one, they wouldn't have left. Um, I do believe in second chances. I do believe that, you know, people make mistakes. Um, I am one to try to empathize with you. I try to sympathize with you. I try to understand where you're coming from um, you know, there's so many different factors and there's so many different situations that change whether or not you get a second chance or not. Um, but I think this whole idea of, you know, if they walked away, then they didn't, they weren't your person. That's just something that I've continued to come back to, you know? Um, and again, that doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship was toxic if they've walked away, but it just means that it's a relationship that you don't have a choice but to let go of. Um, and then I started to talk about here soulmates. You know, I my entire life, I really truly was raised to believe in soulmates. My parents, I've mentioned before, have been together forever. My sister and my brother-in-law have been together forever. I was raised around long-term relationships and um, I had this mentality and this idea in my head that the person that I would meet and that I would be with forever will be my soulmate. Um, and only when I got older and I went through breakups and makeups and more breakups and more makeups and, you know, casual dating and all of this fun stuff that happens in your young uh, 20s. Um, I realized that it doesn't always have to be a lover. It doesn't always have to be your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your partner. Uh, It doesn't have to be that. Uh, It can be a friend. Um, It can be a family member. It can be a pet. It can be your partner, and oh my Lord, if it's your partner, God bless you, like, good for you. Like, out of all these people in the world, you found that your soulmate, well, actually go back on that, out of all the people in the world, you found your soulmate, that's amazing on its own, but then the fact that your soulmate is the person that you've fallen in love with and chose to love for the rest of your life, that is something magical, and I think that is something that is one in a million. I think that everybody does have a soulmate. I think that there's somebody in this world that will understand you more than you understand yourself. Um, I think that there's people, I shouldn't say people. I think that there's somebody or something in this world that will see the parts of you um, that everybody hates. I think that they'll see them for beautiful. Um, and that's what I, I love because I just got a mental image of my dog. Uh, <laughs> uh, he is a dog. Or was a dog, sorry, he passed away like a long time ago. Ooh, morbid, whatever. Anyway, Brixter, love you. Um, he just, as a dog, obviously they can't speak, but dog's eyes tell you everything, like everything. And I swear to you that dog was probably my soulmate. And for a long time, when I was in my long, longer, long-term relationship, um, I was so sure that that was my person. Obviously, he wasn't. He, like I said, he walked away, which means he's not my person. My dog never left me. My dog was there for me forever. The day he died, I don't wanna cry. Brixter, stop it. The day he passed away I don't even know if I can talk about it because it's still hard, hard. I just saw in his eyes that he was just gonna like love me even though he wasn't here. Ew, why am I doing this? Anyway, it just goes to show that like soulmates can really be anything. And I think for me, I connect with animals more than I do humans. And I'm not friggin' talking about bestiality or some shit, so don't try to turn it into a twisted thing. But I think I don't really connect with people the way that I connect with animals. I think that, like, legit, I'm like a dog whisperer. Like, you put a dog in front of me that's, like, lived a hard life, and I can just, like, see it. And they can see me and, like there's a different connection and I remember my aunt's dog her name was Diva no not Diva oh my gosh Diamond Diva is living and beautiful and sassy and she's a queen and I love her but Diamond my aunt only had for a couple years um she was she was put through the ringer that poor thing and she was a rescue and she did not like men she she just did not like men and and for obvious and very um, fair reasons but uh, I remember I was laying on the ground and my aunt was like don't (laughs) because she might turn on you just you know be careful and I try to push this with the whole thing of dogs is like people think dogs are humans which I connect with them on that level but at the end of the day they're animals you know they got to defend themselves they got to survive and like us You know, we would do anything to survive, right? So uh, I was laying on the floor and she was walking over to me. And I, for a second, my heart stopped because I I was like, I didn't see her eyes. It was like dark. The room was dark and she was walking to me. She's big, rotty. And I was like, oh my God, she's going to eat my face. And she just curled up in like, I was like in fetal position and she curled up in, in front of me and cuddled with me. And my aunt and my mom were just in shock because... That she just didn't do that, like, ever. She barely did that with my aunt. Um, but that's what I mean. It's just, like, I think I, I, I am one to believe in, like, reincarnation in terms of animals. Like, I think once the animal's body dies, its soul moves on to a different animal for a different purpose. Um, a dog's purpose, if you haven't seen it. Watch it, but, like, watch it alone with, like, a lot of tissues around you. Um, so, for me, because I, I connect with animals in that way, my soulmates kind of keep reappearing in different animals, which is crazy, but it's so cool. And I think you may not spend the rest of your life with your soulmate. You know, it could be momentary. Um, it could be a split second that you meet that person and they may reappear in your life. It could be a dog like Brickster that passes away. And then, you know, later in life, I might get another dog and, and that soul, I could see it in its eyes, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see if that ever happens. But I think it's interesting to see soulmate and and, and everything that that encompasses. It's, it's cool to think that it's not just going to be somebody that you know, you marry or, or that you're with for the rest of your life. Um, it could be your friggin' worst enemy, but I think at the end of the day, it comes down to somebody or something that just sees you for who you are. Um, it doesn't judge you for anything. Um, it's always there. They're always there. Um, and they just love you for everything that you are. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I know a lot of people don't believe in soulmates and that's totally okay too. But for me, I think that's something that has always been there, even through like heartbreak and everything. It was always, I will find my soulmate one day and you know, I'll love them to the best of my ability in the, in the most way, in the best way that I can. So if it's my best friend, I will love them forever in the best way that I can. Um, I truly think, for me, it's dogs. Brixter was my soulmate. I grew up with him. And there was just this different separate level of understanding that we had with each other. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna end this now because this is the longest episode I've ever done. So I don't know, maybe something's happening with this, but I just wanted to remind you guys to always be real um always spread love and always be kind because god knows we need it um thank you guys for listening and i really truly hope that you guys have an amazing weekend thanks guys and i will speak to you soon (laughs) hopefully (laughs) bye guys